Hey everybody, today is Thursday, December 1st, and this is the Sportsbook Sharps. I am your host, Andy, as always. This week, we are getting into NCAA football championship week. My Boilermakers are playing Saturday for the Big Ten title against Michigan. Boiler up. They're going to take it to them on Saturday. I cannot wait. I am so excited. It's the first time Purdue's ever played in the Big Ten championship. I'm very excited for the game Saturday. We're going to cover all that and more of the championship week coming up in this podcast. We'll also get into week 13 of the NFL. We'll do a recap from last week, and we'll have our stay frosty as always. Let's get into a quick recap from last week. Not a lot to cover. We are dead even from last week, and we are dead even on the year. Four and four last week with our locks, 55 and 55 for the season. Uh, my cousin Steve is absolutely running away with this uh, pick contest that we're doing between the eight of us. He is 10 and four on the season. Nobody else is 500. So hats off to Steve. He is just absolutely dominating the rest of us. Um, the rest of us are look to improve, and Steve will look to continue to expand on his ever-growing lead every week. He delivers a great pick, and uh, when we get into the locks this week, I'll give him uh, a little tip of the hat, and I like his lock this week. Let's just say that. I gave you a lock last week. I won again. I've won six out of the last seven. I'm in fuego. I cannot be stopped. I only had one mishap, and that's when I went away from the unders, so I'm going to stick with it when we get to my locks later this week. But last week, I gave you Broncos at Panthers under 36 points. They scored 33 total. Broncos lost again 10-23. to One of the worst teams I've ever seen in football. My wife and her family are Broncos fans. I watch the Broncos every single week they're quite possibly the worst team that i've ever seen i i don't i don't know where they're done is russ done in denver already uh i just i don't know they just look so so bad in the game the other day i think it was in the third quarter the one defender just got so fed up with russell wilson during the game they came off i think they held him to three and out and made him punt again and the the defender and i didn't catch who it was the camera caught it. He walked right off the sideline, got right in Russell Wilson's face and screamed right in his face. The head coach was standing right next to him. All sorts of players were around. Not a single person stepped in and defended Russ. And you can tell that they, that the, he has just lost the locker room. Nobody likes him there. It's his first season there in a seven-year contract. And it has all sorts of uh, implications if they try to just buy him out or cut him or anything like that. He's not getting out of there in a long time, and nobody is going to trade for him right now the way he's playing. So if they want to get rid of him, they're going to have to improve and then try to ship him out of there. But it's an absolutely dreadful game. Uh, Breeze picked all three of the Thanksgiving games last week. He went 2-1. and one. He only missed the New England at Minnesota game. Uh, so he is 5-4. and four on the season and later tonight he will be picking thursday night football again buffalo at new england buffalo is a five and a half point favorite 
Make sure to follow us at TSS Gambling to see Breeze's Lock every Thursday. All right, now a little recap from last week's Stay Frosty. I put up Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher. He only had four wins on the season. It's been an absolute nightmare for him there. They had the best recruiting class. This was supposed to be the year that Texas A&M competed for the SEC uh, SEC title. Uh, They were talking hopes of the playoffs and national title and blah, 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 blah. Well, four wins out of 12 games isn't going to get you there. But surprisingly, he won at home last weekend against Louisiana State University, ruining LSU's shot at that Final Four. They were really hoping to get in uh, to the Final Four with um, Brian Kelly's first year there. But a classic coach move by Jimbo this week. As soon as the game was over, it announced on Sunday that they were firing their offensive coordinator, which was a little puzzling because everything that Jimbo had said to the media all season is that he handled all the play calling. So what did your offensive coordinator really do if he didn't do the play calling? Um, It seems like you maybe fired the wrong guy at Texas A&M. You fired a coordinator that wasn't really doing anything. And if Jimbo's still calling the plays next year, I don't know what coordinator is going to want to go there and not be able to call their own plays, but hats off to him. He did get the big win against LSU to get the five wins and might actually get a bowl game if there are enough games available that they need a few five and seven wins there. Although the way fans have been showing out at Texas A&M with the empty stands, I'm not sure their fan base will exactly travel to go and play in the Meineke Car Bowl or the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. But uh, we will see. But uh, this week, I want to put up on Stay Frosty, OSU head coach Ryan Day. Now, you're probably thinking, why would you put somebody like that up there? He's he's made the college football playoffs. He's had successful seasons at OSU. Um, he only lost to Michigan. You know, that's their only loss this year. Well, he's lost two straight years to Michigan. And let me tell you, that Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, other than national championships, that's the only game that matters. He could have lost to Penn State, anybody else this season, but losing two straight years to Michigan and letting that be the game that vaults them into the college football playoffs, assuming they don't lose on Saturday, um, they just won't stand for that at Ohio State. They, they think they need to be in the playoffs every year. They think they're a national title contender every year. Um, he's the classic kind of person, Ryan Day, that was born on third and thought he hit a triple. He's a bum of a coach. That team, the team that he, since he's been the head coach there, they have no heart, no passion, and no grit. Also, he has a very punchable face. He looks like a New England bra. Like, I just, I can't even stand looking at him there on the sidelines. Uh, He was the offensive coordinator for OSU in 2018 when Urban was placed on administrative leave for ignoring texts about his assistant coaches uh, abusing their spouses. I guess it was a spouse. It was one incident, but Urban ignored all those text messages, so OSU thought it was time for him to be placed on leave, and they eventually got rid of Urban. Uh, He never came back from his administrative leave, and Ryan Day took over in 2019. He coached a few games and won in 2018. Then in 2019, he went 12-0 and 
and lost in the first round of the college football playoff. I'll remember it well. It was a very great day for me, not because Ohio State lost, but because it was the day of my wedding. Uh, so yeah, it coincided with that day. Uh, they lost on that day. The 2020 season, they lost in the college football finale to Alabama by about 800 points. And then the last two seasons, last season and this season, well, I guess it's too early to say for this season. Right now, they're sitting at number five, looking on the outside, looking in. If there's some upsets this weekend, Ohio State might get into it. But let's just say there weren't any upsets. That'd be two years in a row they don't make the college football playoffs. And both years would be because they lost their only loss of the year to hated Michigan. He has a losing record against Michigan, which I didn't even know was legal for Ohio State coaches to have. I think the sweater vest was like 12 and one against them and uh, urban before them never lost to them. So I just, I can't even imagine that they have a head coach there that has a losing record. He's one and two against Michigan and they got absolutely manhandled the other day when they started to lose it, all the wheels fell off. There was no coming back for them. Uh, that's why he's staying frosty. You cannot have a losing record. If you're at a coach, at Ohio State or Michigan, you cannot have a losing record like that. Uh, Ryan Day, stay frosty. Um, upcoming Are You For Real segment. This is an alert. We're going to find out if the Miami Dolphins are for real. I have a sneaking suspicion that they are not for real. I think two has been playing out of his mind when he hasn't been injured. Um, I think they're going to come crashing down to earth. Their schedule is about to show if they're for real or for fake. So pay attention before you go and make a mistake on betting the Dolphins in the playoffs. Their next upcoming games are at 49ers, at Chargers, at Bills, home against the Packers, at the Patriots, and then home against the Jets. If they don't win at least four of those games, they are not for real. They are a team that We'll get into the playoffs and we'll be bounced right out in that first wild card weekend. So stay alert. Miami Dolphins' upcoming schedule will tell us if they're for real or not. All right, now let's get into the college football championship week. We got some huge games this week. Uh, traditionally, these games are all blowouts. The spreads would indicate otherwise for the first couple here. We're going to start with the Pac-12 Friday night's premier game uh, that is Utah versus USC played in Vegas the game will be played at the big Roomba in Vegas uh, Utah gave USC its only loss it was a one-point loss at Utah this year um, their two Pac-12 losses for Utah were at UCLA and at Oregon so it's going to be a really close one Oregon and UCLA were very good this year um, Utah, I think, can hang with them, but this USC offense is just something else. Um, two and a half points, I think, is is way too low. Um, I think Utah will hang with them, but they'll USC is definitely going to cover the two and a half. They have the fifth best offense in the nation. I look for USC to cover easily the two and a half uh, for the Pac-12 championship game. The next game I want to talk about is the noon game on Saturday. That is the Big 12 Championship. 
Kansas State versus TCU. TCU is favored by two and a half. They are undefeated and currently sitting in the top four would get into that college football playoff. Um, also, USC, I forgot to mention that in the Pac-12 championship game, USC is that other team that's in there. Uh, it's USC, TCU, Michigan, and Georgia right now. Um, so I think USC will stay in that. I don't think they'll lose on Friday night. Um, TCU, it's at Jerry World in Dallas. TCU's undefeated, but it has had several close games. The most recently against Baylor, where with no timeouts in under 30 seconds, they ran the ball up the middle and ended up scrambling to get the field goal kicker out just in time to kick a last second field goal to win by one against Baylor. They barely scored um, like four weeks ago in the game against Texas. They beat them by one touchdown. They have a double overtime win against Oklahoma State that they barely won. Uh, they won at Kansas by a touchdown and had an eight-point win at SMU. Um, this is a rematch from four weeks ago. Kansas State actually led that game four weeks ago at 18 at one point, but totally blew it, giving up 28 straight to lose by 10. Again, the spread is TCU minus two and a half. Um, I think that Kansas State will cover. Not only that, I like them for a little bit of an upset win here. So bet on Kansas State to cover two, uh, plus two and a half and sprinkle a little bit on that money line. I like Kansas State with a big upset here to keep TCU out of the college football playoff. All right, let's go to the SEC championship. LSU versus Georgia. The Bulldogs are 17 and a half point favorites. Um, Brian Kelly, he overachieved in his first year at LSU. I thought this wasn't going to work at all. I thought he was going to be a terrible coach there. I thought they'd win like four or five games. I really did not think he would compete in the SEC at all this year, but I was dead wrong about that. Although that win, that loss last week was very puzzling. Uh, that's a bad A&M team. You lose by 15. I know it's at A&M, but their fans had basically given up on the season. I, I don't know. If he gets blown away by A&M last week, they absolutely get blown away by Georgia here. Dogs by a million. I, Georgia is just one of the best teams I've ever seen. They're just going to absolutely roll through LSU. This game's not even close. Spend your Saturday afternoons doing something else. Uh, this game's not even going to be fun to watch. Georgia by a million. Next, we've got the ACC game, Clemson versus UNC. Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite. Who cares? Who cares? These are two mediocre teams. Uh, they're just playing for a better bowl appearance. One of them will get the old BCS bowl and the other one will get maybe a December 31st bowl game. I don't care. I guess I'll go with UNC in the points. I like Mac Brown better than Dabo. I think Dabo is kind of a jerk. I don't really like him. Uh, the real game Saturday night at eight is on Fox. Don't even bother to putting this ABC junk on. Nobody cares about the ACC this year for um, football. They're not doing anything, so whatever. Good. They're playing a championship game. Huzzah. Now we get to the best game of the weekend. Purdue versus Michigan in the house that Peyton built in Indianapolis. I think Michigan 
they with the big win over Ohio State last weekend at OSU, they're going to come in. They think they've already won. They're going to be arrogant. They're going to be talking about how they're going back to the college football playoff again, blah, blah, blah. They'll be looking ahead. Their team's already scouting out TCU and USC and looking at uh, who, who they're going to play in a few weeks for that game. I think they're absolutely ripe for an upset. Purdue totally lucked into this, though, by getting to the championship. They absolutely needed Iowa to lose last Friday to Nebraska, and Nebraska pulled it off and beat Iowa on Friday last week. But this is Purdue's game of the year. As much as they love winning that old oaken bucket against Indiana every year, this is their biggest game that they've ever played. Lucas Oil will be rocking on Saturday night. I think Purdue definitely covers the 16 and a half. And I think they're going to win outright. Boiler up. Purdue Boilermakers are your Big Ten champs after they beat Michigan Saturday night. Now let's talk about some of the locks that I like. I got to go with Steve's. I don't know anything about this game. I don't know how he picked it. I don't know how he's picked any of his games this season. I don't know if he just threw a dart at a dartboard or flipped a coin or whatever. He picked puzzlingly the NCAA football team, Buffalo Bulls, not to be confused with the people that circle the wagons, the Buffalo Bills. He picked the Buffalo Bulls to cover 11 and a half, hosting the Akron Zips. I don't know anything. This is a matching game. Sure. Um, I think the Bulls will cover 11 and a half. Like I said, Steve's 10 and four. Everything he's picked in is right. I like it. Um, I also like Greg's lock this week. He picked UNC plus seven and a half. I talked about the ACC championship earlier. Mac Brown's better than Dabo. Plus, let's not forget, UNC makes up classes and doesn't go to a real class. So they don't have any finals to study for this week. So UNC has all the time in the world to practice and put in their game plans and everything else because they just make up courses left and right. They're a fake university with a fake sports program that should be on suspension, but they're not. So guess what? I'm just going to back them here and say that they cover the seven and a half. They'll probably outright beat Clemson. My lock of the week, I'm going back to the well. Like I said earlier in the podcast, the Broncos are so bad this year. Oh, they're bad. They even got their next Sunday night game. Next week was supposed to be against the Chiefs. They got it flexed out of Sunday night football. They're so bad. So I'm giving you this week under 38.5 points in the Broncos at Baltimore game. The Broncos games in their 11 games this season, they've gone under 10 times. The only time they hit the over was that week. I think it was week three or four. They played Oakland and they scored Oakland scored in like the 30s and they scored in the 20s and they hit the over um they fit under every single week Denver's off to its worst start in 50 years I tell you every week I watch them every week the, I, they're so inept on offense defense is tremendous one of the best defenses they've ever had uh probably since Peyton won that first uh that Super Bowl there they they their offense though is just dreadful I just, I don't know. The defensive player screaming in his face, nobody backing him. Today, there were, I think it was even late last night, reports about something about, and I don't know if this is made up or not. If you're looking for actual facts on some of the Twitter things that I talk about on here, uh, that may not be the place for you. 
but I did see some tweets and I had some tweets sent to me that apparently Russell Wilson had a birthday party this week and that some of the players didn't show up to it. I don't know if it was a spoof on draft day and Bo Nix or whatever from that movie, but it sounds believable. So I'm going to go with it. Nobody likes Russell Wilson. Half the team didn't go to his birthday party. So I am definitely picking the under in this game. Under 38 and a half for my lock of the week. Just a reminder, uh, Breeze, my dog, will be on TikTok tonight at TSS Gambling, making his Thursday night football Breeze best bet of the week. Be sure to check it out there. Subscribe to us and the podcast on Spotify, and make sure to follow us on TikTok. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week gambling championship week. Woo!